Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. <laughs> Vocal styling <laughs> to start out the episode. Now it's like stuck in my mind. <laughs> what the Fleetwood Mac song? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. they bought that guy a car. They did. Yeah, no. Apparently, Ocean Spray because apparently he was drinking Ocean Spray. Yes. Rolling on a skateboard, listening to Dreams of Fleetwood, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, here's a truck." And I was like, "I'll sing you any Fleetwood Mac song." See, I would think that they would send him a truck of Ocean Spray and not an actual truck. But okay. No, I think it was a truck and it was like the Ocean Spray decked out like logo on the truck. Oh my gosh. But like get a year supply of or- like cran- cranberry juice. It's fine. Somewhere exhibits rolling in his grave. Oh <laughs> Too funny. Hello, Give me a new car. <laughs> and did the guy even know the Fleetwood Mac song? Did he just pick some random obscure song that he would try and make famous? I, I mean, I think he literally... I heard that he had been homeless oh was he and then like he made that video and then it blew up and so maybe that's why they gave him a truck so we could live in it i don't know well that's nice yeah i have a car in a truck (laughs) i'm like i don't need it i don't need a car i don't need any ocean spray i'm good but i appreciate you guys And who just chugs ocean spray going down the street on a skateboard? I think that's why it made such a big deal. It's just like, what are you doing exactly? It's like the big gallon jug, too. Yeah, it was too big for him to be drinking. I'm like, sir, get a glass. (laughs) Cheers to you, I guess. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Yeah, it's nice to be back. Another, the the last, this is it. The last season. This is the last section of the last season of everything yeah why is it 6b do you know why it's 6a and 6b i have no idea except for maybe this is when she was having her second child oh right and so they just took a break or maybe it was just because it was the last season huh it's a question that i don't know the answer to but we'll find out at some point yes we'll bring it out next episode yeah stand by stand by we will check it out um, so this is season six B, episode one, Let There Be Light. The synopsis is Carrie decides that she will be sleeping with her new boyfriend, Petrovsky. Steve moves into Miranda's apartment. Oh. Samantha's relationship with Smith experiences some friction, to say the least. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> so who would you like to start with? Um... Who should we save for last? Do we want to save Miranda or Samantha for last? Ooh. Uh, let's save Samantha for last. Okay, I feel like let's start with more, most juicy. Let's do Charlotte Carey. Okay. The Miranda and the Samantha. Because I think that should be the way it goes. Okay. So Charlotte... Um, MIA this episode. Huh? More like MIA yeah, this episode. Yeah, pretty much. Like, they gave her two things to do. Um, she... Has to wait two months before she and Harry can try to have another baby. Um, and so she volunteers to help the blind. It didn't go very well. And they were like, okay, well, you have to actually, like, experience being blind before you can 
help the blind for some reason. So they're like, just put on a blindfold and let your friend lead you around for an hour. And she picked the department store. Right. The worst place. Yeah. Have fun at Bloomingdale's. Don't get lost. Well, I feel like any place in New York City, that just seems like a dangerous thing to do. That's true. Like, I would say, you know what? I understand. That's why I'm here to help. It doesn't matter. I'm going to help them. (laughs) Or really up the ante and just go to, like, the subways. Right. Have fun. Yikes. Don't get lost. Pizza rat's going to get you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's it. That is literally all I have for Charlotte. I don't care one way or the other about her. How about you? The only other thing was the, the perfect scent and going through all those perfumes. That was weird. So, Very yeah. odd. Yeah. It felt like a metaphor that led to nothing. It really did. Yeah. The girls were going around and she's trying to find her signature scent. And she's making a very huge deal out of it. Meanwhile, my allergies are acting up just watching that I know. scene. Oh, God. Like, Horrible. I hate... I like scented things. Like, I like scented shampoo or conditioner. But, like, straight up perfume, I feel like, is just too much. And there are some people that just fucking stink. I don't really wear scented anything. And I also don't think I stink. I wash my hair with scented shampoo and conditioner, but I wear a hat. (laughs) So it doesn't matter. I don't know. I just, I don't like the idea of like extra, like if you feel like you need an extra scent, maybe you're not using the right soap (laughs) or something. Like it just seems weird. I know, and everyone always asks me, like, why don't you wear perfume? I mean, cologne. Mm-hmm. And I just tell them, I take showers, it's fine. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's some straight men that I know that think that drowning themselves in axe is the way to go. I don't know. Every once in a while you sniff a dude and you're like, ooh, hello. I feel like axe works very specifically with pheromones. And so there are some men that wear axe that smell like absolute ass. And there's other guys that will use it, and you'll be like, oh, shit, I want to jump your bones right now. I don't know. There was a guy at Texas Roadhouse the other day. Hello, Danny. Call me. And he (laughs) smelled so good. And I was just like, that's not steak I'm smelling. That is this hunk of man. Ooh. Was it Axe, though? (laughs) No, I don't think it was Axe. That's good. (laughs) Axe is a very specific smell. It really is. If it comes out of a can, stay away from me. Sorry. No, that's totally fair. Ugh. But yeah, there's a lot of... And I know a lot of girls that are like this to this day, where they're like, no, this is my signature scent. I can only smell, like, peaches and patchouli or something. And I'm like, ugh, why do you want to be... First of all, why do you want to be associated with a single smell when you know for a fact that the entire market banks on you wanting to switch stuff up so they just discontinue everything? Oh, yeah, it's just water and flavor or yeah. scent i guess is the word yeah <laughs> and it's so expensive you know it costs them pennies to make it Mm-hmm. and they had to drag the 90s girls though i loved that that yes. um she was like what about cucumber and melon and sam's like do you want to smell like a salad and i'm like every 90s girl did want to smell like a salad yes indeed that was hilarious <laughs> like, thank you bath and body works <laughs> I, know, I was like they're not in a bed bath and beyond oh bath and body works mm-hmm. so what are they what, are the, what was the other one? Um, Hay and apple. Like, what the hell perfume are they shopping for? Right? I'm like, are you at the dress barn? <laughs> I know. My gosh. Pay for some rights. How about Chanel number five? Right? Something classy. Anything. Would be nice. Really? Yeah. I feel like Chanel number five is the only scent that, as a woman, you can buy and you know it will still be hanging around in your 90s. Oh, yeah. So if you really want to have a signature scent, 
that's what it has to be because that's the only one that's going to stick around. I don't know. Scents are weird, weird things. They are. You pick seasonal ones, it's a bottle full of liquid, it either lasts forever or, or you just pound through it. Mm-hmm. And it's not cheap. It's expensive. It's really not. Yeah, my hair product is scented, but anything else is all unscented. Ooh, I do have tea scented lotion, which I kind of dig. Hmm. That sounds nice. But you really don't smell it after like five minutes, so it's like whatever. Right. I know I hate the stuff that you smell after a while. Like my hand my hand lotion is like blood orange. Oh. So I can only really put it on before I go to sleep. Because if I'm like walking around, I'm like, ugh, what is that? What is that? Oh, it's my hands. <laughs> hmm. Ugh. I don't know. I've dated a few guys who had scents. I kind of grew to like them just because I like the guys when I was dating them. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of it has to do with pheromones. And I also, unfortunately, tend to date really tall dudes. So I'm armpit level almost all the time. Oh. So if they don't have a good deodorant, it's over. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, totally a thing. <laughs> Too short to function. <laughs> oh, no. It's like nose level with a pit. No thanks. Yeah, pretty much always. Like, huh. any guy that I've dated, yeah, almost all of them. There's only been one that was 5'8", and I'm 5'2", 5'3". The tallest guy you've ever dated was 5'8"? No, the shortest guy I've ever dated oh, was 5'8". Oh, gotcha. Tallest Ooh, guy damn, I've ever dated was 6'4". So, oh, yeah. that's literally more than a foot in between us. It was hysterical. Oh, yeah. I, The tallest guy I dated was 6'9". 6'9"? Yeah. Who's 6'9 out here freaking taking growth hormones or something? Like, how do you get to 6'9? I don't know, but he was a built, built man. Oh. And also an asshole, so there's that. Well, you know what they say? Like, you you stop growing when you're perfect, and some people just need a little more time, I guess. Oh, he needs a lot more time. <laughs> I don't know how he's doing. I should call him. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, he never wore cologne. Huh. Well, yeah, nobody would be able to smell it up that high. <laughs> What's the point? It's a waste of money. You're like, I can smell your boyfriend's belly button. This is very odd. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's Charlotte. Um, so we're moving on to Miranda? No, or let's do Carrie. Carrie, okay. Um, so three weeks after her and Petrovsky's first date, he sends her a snail mail asking to take a walk with her. And giving her a 212 number, which I'm pretty sure is Manhattan. Is it? I don't know. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> but either way. And so what happens is they get together and Carrie <laughs> says, oh, I thought you'd never reach out to me. And he plays the victim. You left me <laughs> hanging. Well, that's not quite what he says, but close enough. Um, it's New York City. That's for sure. Oh. Area codes 212-646 and 332 our area codes in the North American numbering plan for Manhattan. So, yeah. So, he has a Manhattan number. Um, I know you're so quick with the inconsistencies. I just... I It bugs me when it's an obvious inconsistency. Like, I'll <laughs> notice... Like, the very, very famous one um, is Pretty Woman, where she's, like, at the breakfast table, and she's talking back and forth with him and then one of the scenes she's holding a pancake and another one of the scenes she's holding like a croissant and it's too quick for her to be switching back and forth between the two but you don't notice it because it's beautiful 
Like, it's just a very, very great scene and a great rapport back and forth between them. And so I'm like, those kind of ones, I'm like, yeah, you know, it happens. No big deal. But when it's the writers fucking up, like, you had time. Yeah. You had time to do this and you fucked it up anyway. A whole room full of writers. And he gives her a 212 number. And then later she looks at the phone and she was like, oh, it's a it's a long distance number. It's from overseas. That must be him. And I'm like, how many fucking phones does this guy have? Well, he has three assistants. He does have three assistants, but they all should have consistent number. I don't... It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Just pick one number and stick with it. You're so funny. (laughs) You have that eye. I don't have that eye. I just hate it because I know on a set things can get fucked up and it sucks and it happens. But when it's in the writing, because I'm also a writer, like... You fucked that up. You had time to fix that, and you didn't. You deliberately were an idiot. It just bugs me. <laughs> yeah. It's also season 6B, so get your shit together. It's the last one. Exactly. Like, you would think that they would have grown as writers. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Anyways. Um, so, they go for a walk, and he has a whole bunch of shit in his pocket for some reason. Um, has her reach in and grab, I guess it was chocolate? Chocolate, yes. Yeah. And he was just like, light or dark chocolate? And she takes a bite out of it. And then he starts, like, necking her in the middle of the park. I know. It was very much like a giraffe in a tree. Like, it, chewing for leaves. It, it was very bizarre looking. Was. It was. Like, I know that it's supposed to be sexy. Like, they're supposed to be like, oh, he's European and, like, sexy and different. But I'm like, this feels like a really badly made porn. Right. And... Maybe I'm just horny. I'm kind of okay with it. I was just like, you know what? Get at it. And I totally noticed, though, Carrie picks milk chocolate, which is sad. Not classy. Did she? Yes. Did she pick milk chocolate? It looked chocolate? like milk chocolate. Okay. Well, you know, you I'm can't win them all. Gal. I like them both. They both have their their merits. Like, I feel like if I want something light, milk chocolate is fantastic. But if I want something chocolate, it's dark chocolate. Mm, dark chocolate all the way. <laughs> yeah, that was so... Un- I was like, ooh, that did not... Actually, no sex scene in this episode turned me on. Or no, like, flirting in this episode turned me on. Yeah, I know. And I am also... Frankly, it turned me off. Like, really, really hard up for, like, physical contact. So everything should have turned me on in this, and it totally didn't. Yeah. Maybe I'm just not at the right place in my cycle. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> but, but I was like, you know, Alexander Petrovsky, get some. Yeah. I like, okay, if you feel like it. And then she just announces everybody, you know, ladies, I've taken a lover. Ew, I'm like, well, why, are, why are you differentiating? And why are you differentiating? And why is she this way in this episode? Like, she's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. The pancake thing. So she's, at some point in the episode... She spends the night, hooks up with Alexander Petrovsky, wakes up the next morning, comes down the stairs, wearing bra and panties and a button-down top, mm-hmm. sees the assistants, feels uncomfortable, and tells this story to the girls at mm-hmm. brunch the next day. Oh, he made me pancakes. And Samantha says, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then she was, and then what did she say? I wrote it down. She says, pancakes for pussy. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sure that kitchen has seen many pancakes. Mm-hmm. And then Carrie gets weird about it. Yeah, I don't... How weird. She was so insecure this episode. I just don't understand where her head is at. And the thing that bothers me the most about this is that it's so fucking true to women. Is it? 
It really is. We overthink everything. We underthink things that we should be overthinking. Like, she really does go into this and say, oh, I'm taking a lover. It's just a lover. It's something very cute and simple because we don't really get along. There's nothing that we really have in common. But, man, it's super great because everything's really sexy. And it's like, okay. But then she gets hung up on the fact that he might actually be sleeping with other people. I don't know, maybe it's a gay thing. I expect the the men who I hook up with and hang out with and date have very likely hooked up with other men. And I think at any age above 20, that's a very thing. Like, that should just be a thing. Well, Homeboy's a superstar in the art world, and he's, what, 45? Yeah. He, well, he's early 50s, she said. Oh, was it early 50s? I think yeah. he said late 40s. No. They said... So Miranda said, that 60-year-old? Oh, right. She was like, excuse me, he is in his early 50s. And I'm like, mm, for you being 35, that's still a little yucky. Is it, though? <laughs> it is because he seems way old. Well, he actually looks way old. But I just, I just voted for the guy who's 16 years older than me, so. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I feel like. Age, to a degree, doesn't matter. Like, obviously, if the person is 17, you're kind of a creep. Uh, And that's it. (laughs) That's the end. Even if you're 19 and they're 16, you're a creep. Like, that's the law. But I feel like after a certain point, like, I feel like 35 probably, you can go pretty significantly older Without it being too bad, but you do have to worry about people being in different places in their life. Right. Because that's the real that difference. That is the weird, yeah, that is a weird spot. Yeah, that's, that's the part where it gets difficult. Because if you meet somebody who is well established in their career, very much an adult, paying all of their bills, owning property, blah, 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 and you're still like, you know, living with a roommate and not making a lot of money you're going to have significantly less things to discuss that are important. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought she was with this episode. No, she was. So, so bizarre. And I think, you know, not to generalize, if this is a woman thing, then fine. If it's a dude <laughs> thing, then fine. What I'm saying is it's not a Carrie thing. Like, good Lord, chick. You used to have an affair with Big when he was, like, married. Like, get over it. Right. I know. She does act like such a press for being... Pure innocent. For, like, doing what she's doing. Because, like, just the idea that, oh, no, she she looks him up dead ass. She says, I looked him up on Google.com. They mentioned Google four times this episode. I counted. And I was like, man, the The era of the internet was rolling in at this period. Mm Mm-hmm. So she Googles him, and there is an article called The Great Loves of Alexander Petrovsky. And I don't know. Maybe it's just me being a, a strange woman. But I would be like, ooh, he really knows what he's doing then. That's exciting. I love that. That means he can totally roll with all of the punches because he's had sex with a lot of different people. And I really feel like... In my very limited experience with sexual partners, the ones that have had the most sexual partners before me have been the best. Well, please, I hope so. Like, I would hope that's the way it works. Yeah, but that's not the way women see it. For the most part, women are like, oh, 
I'm number 384. That means I'm not special to them. They didn't meet, meet you before, bitch. Like, well, And the dude's down. in his 50s. Like, let's be fucking real. Exactly. Like, he, he probably raked it in. He was part of Studio 54. He probably had sex with multiple people at the same time on a daily basis. Cheers. Like, of course he did. So, yeah, she throws me the fuck off with that. And she... She asks her bikini waxer to tell her how to say thank you and hello and fucks them up when she tries to use it on him. Like, she's trying too hard to make it work. She's trying to fit, like, a square peg into a round hole by, like, making herself like him in a way that she doesn't want to. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know where she was this episode. I didn't like it. She was all over. I hate it. Um, so eventually she realizes she can't hang with being one of 300 women and tells him so. And he was like, that's it. There's only you. Like, yep, we're exclusive. Yeah. Like, they're, you're the only one that I'm seeing. There are pancakes, but there are no other women. And that makes her just be like, oh. Why me? I like his repetition. Why me? Yeah. He's like, why me? Well, because you have an accent and you're sort of attractive. That's why. Um, but her, her, I couldn't help but wonder the episode, you have the whole thing. Why don't you read it out? <laughs> oh, yes. So the question is, when it comes to men, even when we try to keep it light, how do we end up in the dark? Yep. I don't know, Carrie. You weren't keeping it very light, so I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, and I think the thing is that in the end, women are told that they can't be like that. Like, women are told that they cannot be the have sex with whoever you want to type of thing, like the way that men can. And so they try and keep it light and have sex like a man and... And in the end, they are always, like, looking for something more. And so they end up making it complicated themselves. Because it is sort of, like, I've gone back and forth. I've dated multiple people at the same time. But I've only been, like, having sex with one person out of those people. And even that, I was like, I don't really want to think about the fact that they might be having sex with other people. I want to pretend like we're the only ones having sex with one another. Maybe it's different when it's two men. Because we know how horny the other person is. That's just the way it works. Yeah. And women are, like, women have this thing, and I don't understand it, where they get jealous of men watching porn and masturbating. That is kind of odd to me, too. And I am like, let them have their fun. Do you really want to have sex as much as they do? You don't, so... Yeah, better Courtney.com than Courtney in person. Right? (laughs) But I don't know. Yeah, wild. So that is Carrie. I think, yeah. How do we end up in the dark? You put yourself there, bro. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. There was a lot of like existential questioning this episode of where are we going? There yeah, and we tend to do that a lot as women too, where we're like, well, where is this going? What is this about? You and I were just at lunch talking about the exact same. Yeah. Well, I do the same thing. It's just <laughs> that I can turn it off sometimes because it doesn't help me. Yeah. For me, I don't like wasting my time and so for certain things i'm like yeah no i'm not 
as a person who would rather be by themselves, like, you really have to be, you have to improve my solitude for me to want to hang out with you. Friends, relationships, everything else. Like, if there's somebody who truly drains me, I cannot spend time with them. Oh, God, It's not worth it. But introversion, extroversion, I don't want to hang with an asshole either. I'm very extroverted. Yeah. No. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, in general, if people don't bring anything to the table, then I am most definitely leaving them behind. Call it quits. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Carrie. Uh, So, Miranda. Oh, God. She was so obnoxious this episode. She was ill-written this episode. She was. She was really... Really one-dimensional, this episode. Yeah. It was quite tragic. Yep. She is back together with Steve, which, great. Love it. Um, But uh, Dr. Robert is a little bit spicy about this breakup. Ooh, I don't... uh, Yeah, I don't get it. So, backtracking (laughs) a little bit. So, Miranda and Steve Mm -hmm. are in the episode... The riding of the elevator, Dr. Robert steps in. It's very awkward, extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. And then right off the bat, Miranda is like, he's madly in love with me. Mm-hmm. It's so hard on him. And I'm like, oh my God, shut <laughs> up. That being said, totally with her. I would have been like, I'm taking the stairs because I am not running this homeboy in an elevator ever again. I mean, I don't know. I feel like after that first awkward encounter... I would have been like, well, I'm going to be awkward like that for a little while until it's not. Like, it is what it is. You still did what you did. Yeah. You know? And there's nothing that can be done about that. He was in love with her. He was very sweet. I really like him, actually. Well, not anymore, because this episode was, like, a little revealing. I don't... Like, this was quite the heel turn for Dr. Robert. Oh, it was Mr. Hyde. This episode. Yeah, like, he was not like this the whole time they were dating. He was very sweet. He was very nice. And she catches him on the stairs. And she was just like, listen, I'm just, I'm really sorry. And he loses his shit on her. And he's just like, oh, you know, yeah, like, you, are you really going to get what you want out of Steve? You weren't saying that when I was like banging you and you were saying no one's ever gone that deep before and he gets a little into it and i'm like you were in no it's vulgar a hallway, and douchey. sir it is vulgar and douchey and so disgusting right like you had to go through an approval process to rent from this apartment building so it's not it's classy it's a classy fucking joint and you're sitting there being graphic in a hallway Oh, yeah, no. Sir. Karen in the office would report that for sexual harassment. That was disgusting. That was nasty. And I was just like, and throwing, throwing like someone's O face in their face. Oh, my God. It's so rude. And you know what else for Miranda? Miranda in other episodes would have fucking reacted. Yeah. And she would just sit there like, Ooh, oh, I guess I deserve that. Ooh, oh. And I'm like, stop! I know, yeah. Normally so she she would have been like, excuse me. Like, I can take you out of this building if I want to. Yes, Do you want to push it? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. I don't know. I would have thrown my weight around like a fucking Karen, honestly. Oh, yeah. I would have been pissed if he said something like that in an elevator. Like, this is why I'm so careful about people that I actually do sleep with. 
Because I don't want anybody like that fucking turning on me and like throwing stuff in my face. Like, ugh, how awful. Ugh, gross. But then again, I would never sleep with anybody that lives in the same apartment building as me, so. Really? Oh, God. Oh. (laughs) I would would get into a relationship with somebody, but I would never just sleep with somebody because then it would be awkward. Oh. Or if I was like in a relationship. And I wanted, like, like they, we wanted to be, like, close, but we didn't want to be living together. So, like, he would move into the same place, mm-hmm. but in a different space. I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Is it kind of fun? I don't know. Tell used... me. Tell me the story. <laughs> I used to live in the Belvedere. Yeah. And I don't know. There's a lot of rooms in that building. And it's sometimes it's like, well, flip-flops on, three stores out. <laughs> I don't know. I, when I lived, um, down the street, um, at Arlington Towers, all that I had in the building were my girlfriends, so, yeah, so I had one above me and one below me, and I was, like, in the middle for a while when we were all there, um, and it was nuts, because we, like, I, I would have rather had girlfriends than, than a dude, quite honestly, because, like, what happens if they're cheat, like that, you can't cheat on the other person. They're gonna catch you, or somebody else is going to say, "Oh, hey, did you and so and so break up because I saw them with someone in the elevator?" Like, I'm telling you, my friend, one of my friends in the building, knew every single time I hooked up. Shut up. The doormen were wild. Oh, the- I love the doormen, the Belvedere, door people. They were great. They, yeah, I loved mine as well, especially when I wanted to, like, see what was going on, what the what the gossip was. But they also told everybody else about the gossip. So, like, anytime someone was fucking signing in on the book and going up to, to my place at 1 a.m., everyone knew about it by 7 a.m. Yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> They just have nothing else to do with their lives. Oh, yeah. I, honest... I didn't care, but, you know, like, if you both lived in the same place, you could not get away with doing anything that you weren't telling the other person about. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I don't really have anything to hide. So what I hook up. I mean, I don't have anything to hide either, but, like, everything would be just, like, because they try and create the drama. Oh, yeah. And I don't know about the Belvedere, but the Arlington Towers is literally just full of old people. And so all they want to do is create drama. Yeah, the building was fun. We had, oh, I used to have a neighbor, like, four doors down on the same floor. He and his wife were both uh, violinists for the Reno Philharmonic. <gasps> that's so cool. So on, like, a Saturday afternoon, that's all you heard. It was actually kind of great. I just left, like, left the door open, played it. It was fantastic. My um, neighbor across the hallway had a piano. God knows how she got it in there. Because our elevators are not that big. So I have no idea what happened. They took the legs off or something. But she had a piano and like every Saturday afternoon or something, she would play it. So I would just leave my front door open. Yeah. And just like listen to it. And it was so great. I kind of miss living in there. I can't anymore. I, it, I've i come to find that a lot of patients live in that building. Oh, really? Ah, yeah. Or just weird. like people that I like see around in like the healthcare space. And I'm like, nope, never mind. Um, what's that breaking hip up? No, there's like a thousand rooms there. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was fun. Oh my gosh. There were nights where I would like stare out of my peephole on my door because something was happening with the person across the hall. I'd stand and eat popcorn. I'm like, oh my God, drama. 
<laughs> she was being stalked. Oh, so no. So she was on the north, south, the east side of the building. Mm-hmm. So her window looked out into the parking garage of the Circus Circus. And mm. apparently she had a stalker that was parking at the Circus Circus looking through her window. Get out and of here! And I wanted here. to be like, bitch, close your window. Like, yeah! Whatever. But whatever. Like, always. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Uh, and so, there were a couple nights where they, like, were people knocking on the door and then, like, the really, really cute but scrawny door person would, like, come up to be like, sir, you gotta leave. And I was like, oh, he's about to get his ass whooped. Mm-hmm. I know. I loved all of our security guards, but they were all false sense of security guards. Oh, yeah. Like, they could not do anything. They were all, like, 80. <laughs> Bless their hearts. And, of course, my room looked west, and so it was always, like, motels and drug deals and, oh, God, it was so much fun. I had a really good time. See, and I loved Arlington Towers because it was full of old people, so it was always really quiet. And I was up on a high floor. And so, for the most part, I almost couldn't hear shit going down on the ground level. Ooh. But I still, like, I still did. Oh, there was um, the people who ran the, the crawls. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. they bought that space where it was like Singer Social Club and then they changed it. Yes, headquarters. Headquarters, yeah. So when they were in there, they would hire a DJ who I think was playing outside. And so it was just bonk, bonk, bonk. Like my windows. Fucking 19 floors up were shaking. Oh, you know, I hate <laughs> hot August nights. And street vibrations. Street vibrations were the worst. The worst weeks mm. of my entire life when I lived in the Belvedere. Yeah. Fucking horrible. Sorry to everybody who doesn't live in Reno and doesn't know what the fuck we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. But so hot August nights is a week in August. Mm-hmm. The Duh. first week in August. The first week yeah. in August. And it's all like vintage cars with mm-hmm. really loud mufflers. and But there's nothing worse than street vibrations, which is in July. And it's a week <gasps> worth of motorcycles. It's in July and September. Oh, my God. Like, why did they so do both? Bad. Oh, goodness. It was the only cool thing that COVID did was cancel street vibrations. I hated it. Yeah. I have to think it's motorcyclists. It's just that when there's like a thousand of them. Per square mile, it's mm-hmm. exhausting to drive in Reno. Yeah, it's too much. Ugh. And I'm like, no, you didn't let me through. I live in this effing building. Back up. Yep. Yeah, living downtown, was it was sometimes a little rough to get home. Oh, yeah. Because, like, streets were closed off for all the special events, and you had to be like, no, seriously, I need to get into that parking garage. Ugh. But it's so close to the bars and I know. flirting with boys. It was so Oh, nice. my gosh. Yeah, I lived my best life there. I honestly, it would be really difficult for me if I was offered, like, the same price and the same space not to just fucking take it. Uh, yeah. Like, I would. I would probably do it a little bit differently, but I would definitely take it. Yeah. I still would move there. Well, Midtown Downtown, depending. Yes. Midtown Downtown is, is great. I just love the idea of being able to get fucking wasted if I want to and walk home. Like, there is something about not having to drive yeah. that is beautiful to me. Oh, I'm not walking home. I walk there. I am not walking home. <laughs> you taking an Uber home. I'm like, no, bitch, pick me up and drive me 30 blocks. I don't <laughs> care. I cannot do this. See, I love it. I love getting drunk and then having the walk home to, like, decompress. 
Yeah. Although downtown, sometimes it's a little sketchy. I was walking back down, um, and I was crossing by Wingfield Park, and there was this guy who was clearly also drunk, um, who, like, got up on one of the rocks and then stumbled and, like, fell back a little bit. Ooh. And I said, oh, buddy, are you okay? And he, like, shoved me, and he was like, don't you dare fucking talk to me or something like that. And I said, hey, you're a little bit hyped up right now, and I'm just trying to help you out, so do you want to be a dick about it? And he's like, no, I'm sorry. And I'm like, okay, you have a good night. You get home safe. <laughs> like, I had to, like, mom him. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't think I ever really had issues or like that when I was living downtown. Oh, I'm also a dude. That's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Ugh. People leave you alone. Gosh, being privileged. How uh, exhausting. So hard. The worst. It's almost as bad as white woman privilege. Yeah. Car- Karening out. That wins. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. It's quite tragic. There's right. tons of things that I've done that I should not have done or gotten away with, and I have. Like, I'm it's jealous. Bad. No, trust me, you don't want to be jealous of this because it was all shitty, shitty human stuff. Boo. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, that's basically Miranda. I did want to talk about how cute it was that, so she, once he said all of that horrible stuff to her in the hallway and she walked into, back into the apartment and she said, she just like looked at Steve and went, hug me. Oh yeah, that was cute. And he went over and hugged her and I was like, oh, see, that's what I want. I just want somebody that I could just be like. Hug me, and they will without any question. That was actually one of like her most vulnerable human moments in the mm. entire series. Yes, but also the daftest and dumbest moments ever. Yeah, followed by yes. Um, so Steve thinks that Doctor Robert no. got into his stuff. No, he doesn't think it. Miranda, Miranda does. So he's yes. moving in. He's got boxes all over the ground floor. He has a box TV. <laughs> oh my god, he does. <laughs> um and he thinks like there's something that's broken. Um and Miranda's like, oh no, it's Robert. And she's just like, No, no, that guy he likes me, it's fine. <laughs> I don't think you do that. I don't think you do that. And she was like, No, he's desperately in love with me. He can't let it go. And he was just like I'm going to talk to him about this. I know. Please be <laughs> kind to him. Yeah, He's be still kind love to with, him. He still, he love still with loves me. me. Oh, my God. Uh, like, totally not Miranda at how all. Could, actually, how could Cynthia Nixon say this without fucking freaking out? Right. I'm sure she hated it. I'm sure she did. Um, So, he goes up there and knocks on the door. Robert answers. He's clearly in the middle of something. Um... And since a girl comes by in the background in lingerie from Fredericks of Hollywood, like, phoning it in lingerie, um, and he's just like, hey, babe, I'll be in in a second. And then there's another girl that walks by, and you're just like, okay, Robert is clearly over all of this. Well, you saw his face. He was kind of like, can I help you? Right. He was just like, what do you want? And he... Poor, poor Steve is like, I just wanted to say that we're both sorry. We're both sorry about it. And he's just like, okay, you know, cool. And he goes back, Steve goes back to Veranda and decides to keep her in the dark. 
Was he upset? Was he upset a little bit? Yeah, and she was just like, "Oh," and it was. He, he is in love with me. And here's the thing: it was the right thing to do. Women oh, are yeah. so crazy. Totally. That like sometimes you gotta let them have one and just be like, "Oh, he was desperately in love with me." Okay, sure. He I was. love that moment just before like the elevator opens and Steve is just can't standing there with like his hand on his jaw, kind of like, "Okay." <laughs> Yes. Robert. Like, okay, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward. Oh, I love it. I thought you get hilarious. I'm sorry. Is there a problem? <laughs> but man, talk about a turn. I really like Dr. Robert. And then he becomes it's... like this complete and total asshole. Yeah. Completely. Like, it was like somebody who had never written for the show before wrote this episode. Well, it was actually quite evil. It was pretty Awful. Yeah. Now I'm looking to see who it was written by. Oh, okay. That's wild. It was written by Mac- Michael Patrick King, who writes most of them. So he was just having a bad day, I guess. I don't know. That was kind of rough, but alas. And then he directed it too, which means that he completely fucked everything up. That's on him. That's <laughs> on you, Michael Patrick King. Yeah, it was. It was down and dirty. It was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Alright, so we've come to Samantha. Uh, so Samantha decides to go to the 30 under 30 party with Smith Jared just because it's hosted by Richard Wright. Ugh, her gosh. ex. I can't. The second she read that, I was like, oh, don't do it. You know he's bad for you, sister. Yep. So they go to this party. Um, he basically makes fun of her for dating a younger guy. Yeah, how's it going babysitting? Yeah. Ooh, I love that small moment of, like, role reversal where initially Smith Jared was like, hey, babe, I have this 30 under 30 party. Do you want to go? And she's like, eh, whatever. Oh, actually, in fact, I will go with you because Richard Wright is running it. Mm-hmm. And so they get in line, and then as they're waiting <laughs> to get in line, uh, to get into the building, she was like, fuck it, we're skipping this line, comes over, and the person at the door was like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm Smith Jared. I'm on the list. Oh, got you, Mr. Jared. Okay, and what's your name? Mm. And then, of course, Richard Wright comes in. They have, like, this quick yes. quick eye affair. And then he's like, Samantha, Samantha Jones. Jones. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> and then so she walks in with Richard, and then Richard, like, closes, like, the carpet belt mm-hmm. on Smith Jared. He was like, Smith Jared's, of course, like, oh, hey, uh, I'm, I'm here, too. And mm-hmm. I love that Richard Wright's like, who are you? He's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and then Samantha says, he's with me. He's with me. And she gets, like shamed by him and I don't know how you go from you shamed me for my choices to I'm going upstairs to having sex with you but somehow that happened so she's leaving to go have sex with him up in a suite and little muffin smith goes hey where are you going she's just like uh he's showing me one of the new room you know remodels and he's like okay cool can I go with you and she's like no listen this isn't gonna work yeah, you hang out with your friends, I'll hang out with mine. Yeah, you knew that this was only a temporary thing, blah, blah, blah. Goes upstairs. Um, goes upstairs, <laughs> Richard Wright is fucking her from behind, and you can tell she already does not care anymore. She's so miserable. She's complete, more miserable than I've ever seen her during sex. I agree. And, you know, it's also Richard. She, in what, seasons ago, was like madly in love with him, mm-hmm. heartbroken by him, yep. said fuck you to him. Threw up these fucking, like, pamphlets into the sky. and Right. She went for it, man. And I'm like, no. Now he's fucking you. And, mm-hmm. ugh, God. Yeah. 
and she clearly completely hates herself. Comes back downstairs, doors open, Ugh. and Smith is waiting for her. And he's like, I, I just wanted to make that. It's so sweet. It was just like, I was just making sure you got home safe. I'm like, oh, baby. That's so cute. Yes. I love him. But it really. She was remorseful. She was incredibly remorseful. And he is such a sweet ass fucking guy. It just envelops her and hugs her. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. And Smith Jared. Smith Jared for president. Love him. <laughs> like, it's nuts. I don't understand it. Smith Jared, give me a call. 775 Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> don't give out. This is going to be a thing. I'm going to have to stop you every single time. Are you time. tripping? I'm not giving out my number. <laughs> Maybe. One day. <laughs> yep. <sighs> but yeah, what a moment for her. I it's hard man to like and that's the thing too is that no matter how old you get you will always be second guessing your choices yeah yeah it's interesting watching it in the format that we are because I've seen I've, I've seen every episode <laughs> I've seen most of it though on TV TBS yeah and so there are like <laughs> parts I haven't seen like Dr. Robert in the stairwell gross yeah um, but also the order it goes in because I know I won't ruin it for the audience, but in a few episodes, it's the last <laughs> season, something big happens with Samantha, and Smith Jared's character is still there, and it's really interesting to know that this happened right before it. Yeah, that right? She, she cheated, and Smith Jared clearly knew. Right. Well, and she not only cheated, but she wasn't really even going to tell him. Yeah. She was well, just going to go do it, and then she just flat out said, I'm going to go do it. Like, nope, you can't. Right. Well, they more or less broke up at that moment, too. Right. And, and then so, didn't. <laughs> it just makes me love Smith Jared even more. Yeah, he is pretty unproblematic. But I also, in this episode, completely get where she's coming from. Which part? Um, In the sense that, like, sometimes you do feel like you're dating somebody when you are dating somebody much younger than you. There's a lot of stuff that you're like, oh, dear God. Oh, God, I feel that, too. Like, there I, there was a guy that I dated briefly, and then I have been looking at, like, houses to move into, and I showed him one, and I was like, yeah, I, I went to see this house, and it was kind of a train wreck, and I definitely don't want to do it. And he looked at it, and he was like, man, that looks like the perfect house. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you are so much younger than me. Like, I don't know if that's, like, a thing that when you get older, you just want houses that don't look like trash. But, like, that was definitely a, I just turned 18 and I'm living with seven of my closest friends frat house. And he was like, that looks really cool. I would love to buy that house and fix it up. I'm like, for real, buddy? Yikes. Yeah, I've dated younger people, well, younger and also more inexperienced people and also people who are just recently have come out or were closeted. <laughs> Lord, never again, please <laughs> smite me if I do. And it was weird, just like them not being as comfortable or as expressive with like being out and open and I'm just sitting here like, oh my God, that's what I went through like fucking 15 years ago, please stop. <laughs> yep, exactly. But here's the thing, Smith Jared is actually really in like attuned and sweet and kind yes okay immature at points 
but like playfully so, not like he's ridiculous also very so. mature in other places. Oh, very. Like I don't know any other twenty-nine-year-old man who would sit there wait for his girlfriend to cheat on him, and then come back downstairs just to make sure she got home safe. Oh uh, yeah. Like that's subhuman, almost. Right. Like I don't know that I'd do that. I don't know that I don't think I would. If the situation, if I was in a situation where they were like, I'm going upstairs and I'm going to basically have sex with somebody else, I would never speak to them again. Oh, no, I'd be so upset. I'd be like, catch an STD, bye. Yeah. But he stayed with her. No. He's a little angel. He loves her. I know. I love with Jared, actually. <laughs> I like his character a lot. He Man, is- he's a hottie. Because he's a sweetheart. What a babe. <laughs> he he was the Nico Tortorella of his time. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't watch the Thirst Trap thing yet. Or Thirst Tweet thing yet. Oh, Was yeah. it good? I don't know. I didn't watch it either. I just saw it. And I was like, I'm sharing this with Randy. <laughs> you haven't watched it? Oh, have you ever watched Thirst Tweets? Um, No, I don't think I have. Oh, yeah. BuzzFeed does it. And so they pick a, like, Henry Cavill. Oh, Jesus Christ. Help me right now. He's <laughs> so sexy. And so he's reading Thirst Tweets and his accent. And I'm just like, oh. Thank you. It's such a good, like, little, uh, whatever you call it, series that they have through BuzzFeed. I will have to check it out. Yeah. I say we should play it now, but I, I don't know if there's a copyright thing or anything, but <laughs> let's watch after this because he is so hot. Oh, good. Except Nico Tortorella is a little complex sometimes for me. He, so he, yeah, I think I told you that he had a podcast for a while and it was wild. Was it good, though? I saw it. it was, I never listened to it. It was good, but it was wild. Like, he he takes ideas and theories that I'm like, okay, I'm, like, I, I guess I kind of agree with that. But then he takes it to an extreme where I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I don't agree with that anymore. So he's a complex buddy. But he's sweet. I can't tell if it's, like, Real or fourth? Oh yeah, they did one with Tom Ellis from Lucifer. Love it. <laughs> they did one with Richard Madden. Love it. So good. They did it with Niall DeMarco. Love it. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I cannot wait to watch this. There's tweets. All right, well, we're gonna watch that. But in the meantime, um, you can follow us on I Couldn't Help But Podcast on yeah. Facebook. We swear on Chanel on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you want to email us anything, I couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com. We are uh, pre-recording these just so you're aware before um, my surgery. So that's why I'm not talking about my surgery. Um, but that will definitely happen later. In the meantime, um, anything new that you want to share with anybody before we head out, Randy? Do I have anything new? I don't know. Do you? Do I? I don't, I don't know. We talk every day. Do I? <laughs> I don't Do you have I any do. new social media that you want to share or not share? Uh, you can find me on Tinder. <laughs> Give me a ring. Oh, God. Online dating. What a fucking nightmare. I can't fucking stand it anymore. Find <laughs> <sighs> Randy. Yes. If you can find me and hunt me down and give me a call, then that's fine. I'll give you a chance because good effort. No, no. Still not into social media. On Tinder. Hate it. Um... <laughs> My brother just got married this week. Congrats to them. Hey, congrats, guys. Yes. No, nothing new with me. Just living life. Ready for COVID to be over. Ready to go see a freaking concert of some sort. Oh, someday. Want to live my life again. Right. Me too. 
All right, so then we'll close this out. Um, until next time, remember, always, always wear, wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye. It's not stopping. It's not, not stopping. stopping.